Welcome to Driving Theology, Saturday edition, which is very rare. Um, just dropping my daughter off at a all-day tennis practice, practice games. I am heading to the river for my first weekend of rafting for the season. Actually, I need to pull over in Septian Abbey, so I'm going to have to pause you get back to you, so don't go nowhere. Alright, I'm back. Got the Navi set and on my way out to the river. Uh, if you don't know, my name's Mike and Driving Theology has been going on for about a year and a half now with almost a uh, weekly solo podcast and occasionally uh, a, friend for 500 or, meters, turn left. a friend or two will join me. Um, friend or two will join me for what I call a team cast, uh, um, and we just talk off Turn the cuff left. on uh, theological stuff. Um, we don't. We try not to complicate things by uh, being overly prepared. <laughs> which continue straight. If you've ever done a podcast. Seems like you will arrive a, at 8.02 a.m. There's a lot of uh, preparation that can go into uh, getting ready for a podcast. But for me, the preparation is just life. So the life that I lived the week before, uh, the things that I've read or things people have said or uh, what has come into my head while I'm laying in bed. No, I'm not a rapper. That was just a little rhyme for free. Uh, <laughs> I was just listening to uh, Kirk Franklin, so maybe that, that's coloring my my, uh, my verbiage a little bit. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I, we just ramble on things loosely spiritual or theological, and uh, let them kind of be taken where they are. And today, I, I, I was thinking about what I want to talk about, and I, I think. What I'd like to explore today is the idea of church without walls. Okay, church without walls. Uh, you could also call it church without borders. You could call it church without schedules. You could call it church without structure. Uh, and what I'm not talking about is what's commonly known today as organic church or house church or cell church even simple church because those 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 words have become synonymous with a movement of people that tend to follow uh, roughly a similar pattern um, this is this is this is church set free this is this is uh, you know this is not 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 a cup of water but but you know where the cup is smashed and the water just goes where it will uh, follows the path of least resistance uh, and the concept has been brought to me I, I can give two well I really I can give three people credit for it um, in 500 meters turn right one person uh, is um, Mike Breen who's a discipleship guy and he's been on a journey himself and 
and he went from you know more of a cell church discipleship Turn type right. movement with more structure into a you know we just our family is our church and we invite people to join our family and we just live life together together and and come across the you know the, continue straight the, the um, teachings as they happen in life just as a family would with their own children and so uh, Mike and his wife wrote a book together called Family on Mission that affected me very much and then Wayne Jacobson uh, you might know him as one of the person involved in uh, one of the people involved in the Shack project movie and book um, he's written a few books that have uh, uh, influenced me on that one is uh, one that I just finished so you don't want to go to church anymore which is a, a narrative in the vein of uh, Sophie's world and somewhat like the shack uh, and he, he wrote another book and, and right now I can't titles hopefully it'll come to me at some point but it has to do with with church and this idea that in 500 meters church continue straight be a gathering or a place uh, where people meet, uh, it doesn't have to be an ideology, uh, it doesn't have to be a, a regular meeting. Church can just happen as you live your life day to day, uh, and it, it can become an, an aspect of everything you are. In other words, it, it can be integrated into your life, not a In 200 meters, separate part straight. of your life. And that, that's kind of Continue straight. the direction. I mean, even even if I gather regularly with people. Uh, Continue straight. I got it. Even if I gather regular with, regularly with people, I want to be sure that that regular gathering is not excusing me from being the church every day, every moment. Where, uh, that that I'm still trying to make Jesus and His kingdom come out of my life. Uh, well, trying is an interesting word. Uh, letting, allowing uh, Jesus to come out of my life freely, and then using all the all the situations that come in life uh, to allow Him to to pulse in my veins, so to speak, to come out in a natural way. Because I think a lot of times our gatherings, uh, when, we, when we participate in them, they become a check on a list. Okay, I've done my religious duty this week, and so I'm good. You know, I've done it. I can go back to doing whatever I want the rest of the week, and then next week I'll just come and check that box off again. And once a week should be fine. You know, it's almost like medicine have to take occasionally or, you know some people do it quarterly some people do it weekly whatever uh, but uh, on the other hand if you're allowing God to put gatherings before you uh, every day to see every day and any any of your interactions with man I would even say nature but uh, let's say let's say all of it let's keep it you know, very, uh, with a high level of integrity your entire life. So 
your your interactions with uh, technology, your interactions with nature and the animal kingdom, uh, your interactions with random people uh, that you might see in stores, and as you're you know as you're just going through and doing life, uh, and of course with the people you know better. That every time you meet somebody, church uh, can happen. Jesus invites us in 600 meters to allow turn his right. kingdom to come out of us. And I think that's the best definition of, of, of church. Church is a, is a spigot from whence uh, the kingdom pours into the world. Jesus being the source of that. Uh, turn right. So, yeah, you know, we, we, we have been gathering for the last five or six years now, actually more than six years in our home, and that's been great and I think beneficial, uh, and it's been a, a step toward um, where I am now, obviously it's been it's been a pearl on a string, um, but it's probably not the last pearl, and, and, and I think I'll just keep exploring those pearls uh, until... Uh, this life expires, you know. Um, so, head north. You know how 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 does that work in your Continue straight. context? Let me tell you what my context is like, and maybe there'll be some uh, some connections there for some of you. But my my suspicion is that most of you will have a, a pretty different context than I do. So, my, my days, one, one day is never like the, the, the other, really, um, in, in a week, within a week. So, my Monday schedule is different from Tuesday, which is different from Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, uh, I've, I've been uh, fortunate enough to be able to have a lot of say in how my life is designed. Uh, I'm self-employed, um, and actually, I, I, I kind of wear a lot of hats. I enjoy that, um, but that's kind of the lifestyle that I pursued and have been pursuing for the last nearly 20 years: is not to be tied down by any big school or corporation. And I'm a teacher by trade. Uh, I've taught uh, high school for five years here in Japan, and. Uh, then after that, I went exclusively uh, to my own school and taught uh, English conversation, mostly to kids. And so today we own an English school, but I continue to teach full time. I teach up to 20, between 20 and 25 hours a week in, in mostly four days. Uh, once a month, I teach on a, a Friday, but all of my work Monday through Thursday when I can. And even on Mondays, I teach in three different locations. I teach in a college in the morning and junior high in the afternoon, and then I teach in a, in a neighborhood center uh, in the evening every Monday. And that stretches out my, uh, my Monday. I see a lot of different types of students on the same day. Um, 
and once in a while I'll go to a gathering that's happening on Monday, a gathering that uh, uh, is a spinoff from our gathering. Tuesdays, uh, similar schedule to Monday, but a little bit different. On Monday morning, I'm back at the college, and in the afternoon, I used to have a junior high class, but I don't now, so uh, I'll be um, helping get another school, other classes starting on Tuesday afternoon, and then back to my home for uh, three hours of teaching in the late afternoon and into the evening. Uh, that's in my home for the same types of classes, English conversation. And then on Wednesday, I take off, the, kind of the direction I'm going today, uh, out to a little town, uh, to a kindergarten, where they hire me to teach all day. So I have... Uh, classes in the morning uh, from 10 to 11.30, hour and a half of classes where I see about, I don't know, roughly I don't know, 70 to 100 kindergarten kids and uh, do some singing and dancing and games, very simple English classes. And then I have uh, a long lunch of two and a half hours uh, and then back to the same kindergarten for three hours and ten minutes of uh, more intensive English lessons for kids. And that's kindergarten through elementary school. Uh, and then that used to be our regular gathering on Wednesdays, so uh, I would gather. But now uh, we're not gathering on Wednesdays, so um, then I go home. I have family time, home time. Thursdays is even different, so I go to the junior high We'll usually have a morning meeting uh, with a good friend, morning, morning gathering, really, for the two of us. And then uh, off to three hours of teaching at the junior high, and then one hour of teaching at a, at a uh, kindergarten. And then I'm done by 3.15, 3.20 for the day. I usually go home and I'm in charge of getting dinner for my daughter that night. Well, now it's my daughter and my my uh, foster daughter from Thailand. We have an exchange student. Um, yeah, and besides that, that's that's my normal day. No, I do, I do go teach at still a different kindergarten. Sometimes, uh, usually once a month, uh, and that is on Fridays, Friday morning morning hours, 9 to 12, or something like that, uh, and then Saturdays and Sundays are more or less free days, nothing scheduled, and, or, oh, now we're, now we do have a, a small gathering on Friday night, um, yeah, I that, um, then I have a few odd jobs that I do, uh, I'm running an Airbnb uh, on weekends um, here in Hitachi City. We've got a location that we set up for people. Uh, I am a sometime rafting guide, kind of learning the ropes. This is my second year, second season. It starts today. And uh, we get a boat full of people and, and take them on a ride down a river and just have fun. It's a uh, very gentle river, like a level two. Um, nothing.
nothing scary really. And then my longest part-time job, and really what I was hoping would meters, be my career, is a uh, professional singer. So I, I studied opera and music and and uh, and have dabbled in that for the last 25-plus years. Uh, all my education is in music. Um, and then on top of that, I got all left. kinds of hobbies and managed to stay busy and... and happily distracted <laughs> with lots of stuff, but I, I enjoy having a diverse kind of lifestyle like this. Continue straight. Keeps things uh, from getting boring, for sure. And so, my my hope is that Jesus will teach me how to be church in all of those places, you know, and now if you've got a, a more steady kind of a lifestyle where you've got one workplace, um, then, you know, that's great. It's um, just as good. It's going to be a different kind of ministry, probably. But if you're around the same people, you, you really have uh, the opportunity to go narrow and deep, if that makes any sense, uh, as opposed to where I'm just spread all over the place and, and uh, I have more of a, pardon the expression, shotgun, ex shotgun approach to, to the ministry of love that Jesus gives me to do, uh, you may be able to go much more narrow and much more deep uh, with the people you come in contact with. But either way, uh, either way, and I, I think I can still go deep with people because I still see the same people, you know, week after week. Um, and usually just once a week. Um, where I go narrow and deep is with the Lord has given me to uh, to speak into their lives and, and who speak into my life really as much or more um, and I can do a better job of that I think but uh, you know the Lord gives us people to share this walk with uh, and uh, yeah that's that's how I'm going to try to do it so my money where my mouth is. I'm supposed to be at my location in three minutes. Uh, today I'm rafting with uh, a group of strangers in the boat. And, you know, how am I going to reflect Jesus into my little world? And how is the kingdom going to come out of me and, and flood this boat that I'm going to be in today? I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just... Uh, do a follow-up on the way home um, and let you know how that went. Uh, but more, more realistic is that I'm going to get so busy uh, that I probably won't even notice or won't be very intentional about, you know, about doing that. And well, I mean, I hope that's not the case. I hope I'm intentional and, and able to do a good job with that. But just. Life happens, and we'll just have to see. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, try to let you guys know how that goes. Maybe I'll just have to reflect and see how Jesus did it even without me knowing. Um, In 400 meters, over turn time, left. The desire to do good, if you don't give up on that desire, uh, I 
think will will bear fruit. And I'm hoping on that. So, Jesus, I just ask you Turn to, left. to bear fruit. Your destination will be on the right. Uh, in me today. For your glory. And we'll talk to you guys later. Have a great day. See you downstream. Your destination is on the well, I'm back. It is uh, now 1.17. Last I left you, it was about 8 a.m. Just uh, gone about three miles down the river with uh, in two, two rafts with uh, 13 other passengers and another guy. So we had six in one raft, seven in the other. And uh, it was a an extended family, a set of grandparents, and then uh, I want to say three kids and their spouses and their kids. So uh, 13 all in all. Uh, seven adults, uh, six kids, I think. Sounds right, yeah. Anyway, so uh, when I left you, I, I talked about the challenge of uh, church without walls of, of living, living the church, living, living the life, finding ways uh, to connect with people in, in, in ways that Jesus connected with people, uh, and just seeing what God does through that and relationships that might be built and things like that. And it was just nice, you know. It's, the, the pressure's kind of off. These people, uh, chances are, I won't meet them again. Uh, they've all come in from as far as Nagoya, most of them from Tokyo. Nagoya is probably a six-hour drive from here at least, and Tokyo's two to three, depending on where you're at in Tokyo, and the traffic and whatnot. So, you know, today I was I was hired to guide these people in, in a morning rafting excursion. So we get together in the morning, and uh, the me and the other guide and, and the owner, we get their life jackets and their helmets and their paddles ready. We um, give them some instruction, help them, you know, get on some water shoes and talk to them about what we're going to do. And then we hop, hop in a couple vans and, and we're, fit, we're uh, driven to where the boats are waiting. And as soon as we got there, uh, it was my job to check the air in the boats and get those all up to snuff. And then uh, once we're, uh, while I'm doing that, the other guide is uh, doing a few little stretching exercises with the group and talking about safety and technique and rafting and using the paddles and all this kind of stuff. And then we hop in the boat, so we're gone. And I was in boat number two, following the other raft guide who's more experienced than I am. And uh, yeah, we just basically go down the river and try to teach a little teamwork and get everybody rowing in the same direction and do some fun things like spinning the rafts around and uh, some balance games where you try to stand on the raft while we're bouncing it and keep your balance without falling in and the kids, you know, hang their feet over the side in the water and, and uh, basically it's just a very relaxed kind of a rafting experience compared to a, a whitewater rafting experience, but it's it's just a lot of fun, and it's good for families, I think. And they seem to enjoy it. I, I sometimes wonder uh, that people don't seek something a little more thrilling than this, but 
they really seem to get into it and enjoy it and appreciate it and have a good time. So, yeah, so we uh, got to do that with them. And you get to connect with the people in your boat. You know, it's it's no uh, mistake or... Uh, we talk about people who, who are close in situation. We say they're all in the same boat. Because <laughs> when you're in a boat, there's really nowhere to go. And if you don't like each other, you're going to have to learn to like each other or be miserable. And Of course, this is just a couple hours, but still, it's a, it's a microcosm of that idea. Um, learning to have fun and to enjoy each other. And Of course, when I'm guiding, I'm the, if you will, captain of the boat. And people ask me permission to do this and that. And uh, generally, you just want them to enjoy themselves. So you don't want to limit what they do too much uh, within reason. But you also have to keep them safe. You know, that's our job is to, is to, to help them facilitate, you know, a fun time for them, but also to keep them safe. Uh, in doing so, and that therein lies the thrill, I think, of rafting. And uh, the higher level rafting you go to, the more uh, the safety aspect comes of getting close to danger and living through it and surviving through it and, and even thriving through it uh, brings a certain kind of a thrill. Uh, you know, this, the rafting we did is so gentle. It's, like I said, I'm surprised people do it sometimes, but, but I enjoy it and get to, uh, you know, connect people on a certain le level and make an impression and, and just, you know, love on them a little bit and enjoy their presence and there's not too many expectations put on them and, and uh, yeah so you know I, I can't I can't say you know whether or not you know just how well I did today but I did I did try to be really nice to the people you know you try to be really kind to them and, and anticipate their needs and even their, you know, their desires, things they would like to do, you kind of try to look ahead, and, and uh, if they need something, or, uh, you just try to provide that. Now, of course, I got paid for that, so you could say there's ulterior motives, but, you know, I think above and beyond um, is what I think I strive for when I do that. Because I don't do it for a living. I do it for a little extra spending money, but I mostly do it for fun. It's just, you know, it's, it's a blast to do. Get out in nature and take people down a river and make jokes and get to know them. And it's a fun time. Really fun time. Um, now, I think where, you know, the kingdom of God really enters into this is where you would meet people a second time or a third time or a fourth time and, and you go deeper in conversation and you learn more and more about each other and, and uh, I think in those kind of situations or you know work situations or whatever that's where you're really able to go deeper with people alright so I'm back again sorry I had to get a little lunch a little lunch Oh, um, so back on the topic 
of uh, Church Without Walls uh, for a third time. Um, I, I did find something interesting, and that was by intentionally um, kind of saying that I was going to try to do that today, by being intentional about um, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, showing Jesus or uh, trying to treat people as uh, you want to be treated, like the golden rule or whatever you want to call it. Um, hopefully I was loving on people a little bit, not too much. <laughs> it can be a little annoying sometimes, but anyway, uh, I, I, I did notice that I started out with just a much better attitude and I worked better with people and um, that was a good way to go. So I think intentionally trying to figure out ways to be a conduit, a conduit of the kingdom everyday life uh, might be something that, that might be worthwhile trying. Um, it's a lot of mites because I don't really believe that the same thing works for everybody. Uh, and I do believe that, that the, the solutions found between you and God uh, through, you know, over time are, tend to be the better Solutions than just trying to do what somebody else is doing. Unless that person's Jesus, and I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good reasons to do do it that way. Uh, if you're going to emulate anybody, Jesus is a good person to emulate. Um, but interestingly enough, you don't find Jesus doing the same thing the same way very often. Uh, you don't find him doing the, um, the same thing, uh, doing anything the same way twice, uh, nearly. Um, for example, the the situation uh, between feeding the 4,000 and the 5,000, assuming you believe that's two different uh, occasions, is, is nuanced. It's a little bit different. It happens a little bit different way. Uh, or if you take all the blind people that Jesus healed... He, he healed them differently nearly each time. Uh, even one time, it took it took two goes to get a guy all the way healed. He healed him partially and then finished the job. Um, <laughs> and maybe maybe I'm seeing something that's not there. But but what I read from that is that it's not the method that is important as much as the faith. Uh, behind the effort, um, the faith that God's power is is great, and that He is capable of working uh, miraculous signs and wonders, if you will. Well, but I did find that you know me having this conversation with you before I I started work helped me. Uh, it, it gave me a certain mindset from which to more effectively love on people. Uh, that, you know, could just be from my standpoint. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like to grow into this and, and uh, keep making an effort to love people more. Or I, I know effort's kind of a problematic word, so if you don't like the word effort, then, then how about uh, uh, 
allowing Jesus more and more reign in my life, allowing his sovereignty to come through me more and more, and for him to love people through me. If that makes you feel better, then I can say it like that too. Um, so even if you are in a gathering of some kind, whether it's a, a traditional church or an institutional church or a house church or cell church, or, or maybe you're a, you're a Christian who has been disillusioned by it all and, and you're a stay home Christian, uh, I challenge you, uh, to see your life in a new light, to see the potential of Jesus working through you, regardless of where you worship or how you worship. Um, just see the potential that, that the Lord can work through you every day, all the time, 24-7. Uh, and potentially look for Him to do that. You know, I don't know um, if that happened through me today, I, that would make me happy if, if I were able to do that even just a little bit. Because I know that very often times I don't. So anyway, uh, I think I'm going to leave it right there for you guys. and uh, Just hope that you will look for ways to be the church and uh, Stop just going to church. So you guys have a great day. And toodaloo.